What's going on, everybody? It's Groove Nuke with Illinois. And if you'd like to further support the Illinois media team and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways we can use your help. You can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can buy merchandise so you can lend us help a hand by donating a one-time or monthly contribution. To donate, visit illinois.co slash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E dot C-O backslash donate. We thank you for supporting what we do because without you, there is no us. Yeah, man. I understand that we've been trapping all day. I understand that we've been robbing all day. But... One part of the day you gotta cut on Illinois Radio. You're now tuned in with Illinois Radio with your host Biko, Illinois Jones, and Pretty Riot. Turn your radios up and spread the noise. Walking world, walking world, walking world. You're tuned in to Illinois Radio, Chicago's most valuable radio show. I'm your host Biko, alongside Pretty Riot and Illinois Jones. And as always, we bring you all the illest guests from around the city and globe. And today Yo. we got the homie Mogul in a building. <laughs> What's going on, Biko? Jones, what's up, bro? You sound all cool and calm and shit. I know, man. Like, I know, man. That's what a pre-conversation does to you. Nah, nah, nah. What's going on with you, bro? I'm well, man. How y'all? We blessed, good. bro. Highly favored. Highly. I do for to say that. I do yeah, for to say that. Good, man. Thank you. Thank looking you. Looking good. Y'all looking healthy. We got a mogul in the building. How valuable. else we were supposed to come today? Y'all look valuable, man. Oh, valuable brother! You know what? Speaking of valuable, talk to him. I got to give you your flowers, my give brother. Give them to him. Oh, man. You know, uh, outside of everything you, you've been doing and putting in behind the scenes For and sure. in front of the scenes, you, my brother, donated. You know, we don't get For too sure. many people that come in here and mm. actually read the email like that and yeah. support and donate. I love a good email. You feel you are one of few. You know, one of few. There should be more. We got to donate to the platforms that support us, man. For sure, keep this thing alive, man. This ain't no church. <laughs> My brother, I appreciate that. That's a that. commercial. <laughs> I'm just saying y'all pay taxes. Yeah, you ain't lying. You ain't motherfucking lying. It costs. Everything costs. Ain't free. But see, I mean, we do free interviews. But as you see, yeah. shit Your costs. Your time ain't free, though. You right about that's that, man. man. And you giving that to other people, you got to appreciate it. That's why I appreciate the call, being on your platform. Man, and Pay we, the cost to be the boss. Thank you. You know, like I said, it's, sure. it's been very few. And uh, we let me, matter of fact, let me just, because it's, it's been very few, my brother. And we appreciate you for, sure, for taking our time to do that. Now, Mogul, let's just jump into it, man. First and foremost, <clears throat> how you doing today, man? I'm amazing. I'm amazing. I'm blessed. Life is good. That's good. Everybody help. healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, little shit be happening, but we cool. That's that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. We done seen you pop out to what four, five of our last consecutive Whenever events. Whenever I can, man. Straight supporting how you you know how straight supporting as Whenever always. Um, but for those that don't know about Mogul, you know, um, let let people know a little bit about your background as far as where you're from. You know, you represent the Heights, so yeah, I am from know. Chicago Heights, Westside Beacon Hill for sure, up top. But um, that's it. That's where I'm from. Went mm-hmm. to high school in Harvey. Um, because of municipal reasons. Um, after high school, you jump right into full-time music for the most part, and then some other things happen. So with you going you know, going from high school, jumping right into the music business. I was doing music in high school, too. I mean, how, how did that, you know, like raise you fully? Because think about it. You in high school, mm-hmm. you stealing them books. Mm-hmm. Some people in, in, in them books trying to get a degree. You yeah. on the other side of the rim, like, man, I'm trying to make something shake for myself. Yeah. 
you know, and that we was younger too, so like you know, we didn't have like what I think some of the, the artists have now, which is supportive parents. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at like Polo, his right. mom is his manager, you know, or like situations like that, or like uh, I think Jay Morant dad like be at every mm-hmm. game. Like I didn't have like that. I was like more like. No, they cared about the school part. And and getting a high school diploma was a big deal for my mom. You know what I'm saying? And my pops, like, they, they, they was, like, their biggest requirement. Did you get it? Did yeah, you? for okay. sure. Well, sure. music access to music and making music at that time yeah. wasn't easy as no, it is today either. that's I was about to say. Like, me and even Quarters, you know, bro in the room, too. But we used to, like, really, like, press CDs on a hard drive and write on them with a Sharpie and print out mixtape covers and get a towel and, like, print out 100 copies and, like, sell hard copies and sell weed at the same time. Like, we was outside doing that. So now it's, like, in the digital era, it's, like, you can just get it to people so much easier, you know? But, like... What do you, like, what do you prefer? You know, did, did you prefer the physical hand-to-hand, you know, actually out here in these streets meeting people, or do you I'm all about technology. Digital? I like it how it is now. I'm trying to figure out how to bridge the gap with that. Mm. I really, I really want to test certain methods and certain theories. Like, I'm techie, too, by the way, so don't even take me down that road, because I, I do tech for real. I mean, we finna but, take it down. <laughs> but but I got other ideas. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I miss the vinyl area and the CD era, you know, in the physical to go to the store that moment, that Sam Goody Fridays, and when you go there, <laughs> Rip Oaks and all shit like that. I remember that, and I miss that. But as times evolve, you know, it's going to be fucking Tesla semis, you know, mm-hmm. on the streets. Ride of by so themselves. Like you move with the times, you know. So like the biggest thing is just you know how to just get straight to consumers. So I got ideas, and I got I got platforms that I'm a part of with certain partners. Shout out to Lyrical and um and Beezy. Um, we have a platform that you know we in the in the beta phases of developing where we gonna get straight to consumer and cut out. Hey, you know, slow down, 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 Hold on, you you moving too fast, man. So so because you because you gotta because they they gotta understand your resume, brother. Okay, they gotta understand your resume now, mogul. You was rapping at that time in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was you known as mogul? No, I was not. Shot. You know, it was shit. It was shot. It was shot. It was just shot. It was shot for the most part. Everybody could recognize me as shot back then for sure. So after you graduated high school, because I know you was doing some things as far as business wise, right? Yeah. Did that happen instantly out after high school, or did it take time for you to? I was dipping and dabbling in both because my brother is a is a highly respected music executive, and he was on the road at the time. So they had like pulled me out of school to go be with them. But at the time, I was still pursuing music because I kind of came up under Bugatti. So, mm-hmm. like, being with them all the time and shit like that. So, like, to to deal with, like, doing music, you know, I, like, first shit was, like, um, bow, I scream to a hype man, shit like that. Like, little shit like that that I was just getting plays on, you know. But then actually doing music was, like, around, phys- like, sophomore year when I was, like, we taking this shit serious and having my own little small company and shit like that, little like, small record label. But we was just working music doing that. What did that do being on the screen tour? Because that shit was popping. It was just, mm-hmm. but I had been, I seen crowds already, but it was just different to see it for a young nigga. Because right. I had saw it with adults. Because Bow Wow was, like, the first child star I saw physically. Right. You know, like, I, like, like, nah, that was that turn. Yeah. And I saw, like, people pass out. Like, people saw Michael Jackson, I saw <laughs> Bow Wow. For real, like, with them, though. So, like, it was, it was different. So that made me definitely want to come home and get busy. Now, with you being, you know, doing tours like that, did you have a team at that time, or what really was uh-uh, it? I was just, with, I was just a little nigga. That's what I'm saying. I didn't play every position in this Damn. shit, bro. I was the, I was the little nigga. I was the assistant. I was the condom holder. I was the, I was oh, the condom, condom holder. holder. <laughs> I, swear to God, I can't make this shit up. My job was, at one point was just, just to hold have condoms, condoms, bro. That's had, a good job, I shit. I mean, up, bro. I learned how to count on tour, like. 
man, please. Like I'm a really I'm really a music industry baby, bro. Like I done did every job, every job I've hired for, every job I provide for, I've done it. That's why the humility is there, why everybody get treated the same, because I was that nigga. I didn't get no alley oops, no none of that. Like all this shit was earned. I had to go through every role, role manager, business manager, personal manager, page, child support for niggas, name it. Like yeah, bro. You I paid child support for niggas. I was niggas accountant. I had all their money in my oh, account. I about to say, I thought you came out your own pocket. I'm saying, damn, nigga, you. I want to sign to you, nigga. It was my job to just pay other niggas' bills. No, at one point I was just paying. I ain't even got no kids. I was gonna pop some shit off just to sign. What mogul got it? But it was just like learning niggas' audits and shit, like learning niggas like monthly bills and shit, and just learning like, okay, some of this shit can be all on pay. Some of this shit got to be watched. It just helped, and I've had real. Large lump sums of money in, the, in my accounts at times that I've I've been able to leverage too because I didn't know back then like having four or five million in my account at one time well account that is under a, a LLC that I'm the main priority person on I didn't know the leverage of that so before we get into this music break you was talking you were talking about money so what's the largest amount that you blew through that taught you like okay I gotta do I gotta make sure this shit work for next time because I don't want supposed to run through this shit like this quarter million. Because it was fast And I got it too fast And I start thinking I could retire everybody Right then Like First quarter ticket And I got it in two payments So 125 125 All within six Seven weeks of each other I was rich <laughs> You couldn't tell me shit Man I pops It's over with Everybody quit your job Moms it's over with No for real And that's But I put myself in that hole And I'm in that hole To this day Meaning like Not in a hole But mm-hmm. I just set that president Too fast I should have chilled With the t- first 250 And just did shit for me And Probably set some more shit up. I ain't learning to the next one. Like, okay, cool. But yeah. Shit. Retiring people too quick, thinking I had it like that, thinking this shit was forever. Nigga spend $3,000 a day, be done in a year. What's good? It's your homie Everyday J. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Groove Nuke. And me and my guy Everyday J is teaming up to bring you guys ill sounds for you. From the up and coming artist to your favorite artist. Only thing better than this See is Granny Sunday's dinner. And she'll even be listening to this. So before the Sunday dinner kicks off, tune in to ill sounds every Sunday from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. on the most valuable online radio station. Only on Illinois Radio. Hey, to all the artists out there, if you want your music in rotation, all you got to do is go to Illinois.com. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-C-E dot C-O. You go to the website, bam. And then you go to contact, bam. And then you go to radio submissions, bam. And you fill out the form, and that's thing you know, you in rotation. Yo, what's good? It's the one and only Illinois Jones. And right now you're tuned in to the dopest thing to hit the street since crack cocaine. And we got Mogul in Yo. the building. Yo. Listen here, dog. I just want to say I, I, I've i came across your music back when I was at this one station, WindyCityUnderground.com. I was there and... <clears throat> That's some shit. That's a long time ago. Yeah, That's history. Sunday, man. man, listen. I used to hear Mogul name. It was Young Mogul Shy. For sure. At the time. You feel me? And the events was turned. Y'all used to show up hella deep at events. 50 a minimum. All black. <laughs> Everybody got on black and white leathers. All turned. Even then I really saw it. We're down in Texas, South South what's the South by Southwest? Yeah. And you know, we was all down there real heavy, man, and just seeing how you moved, it was like, yo, like I ain't we, I don't even think we hit actual sat down and actual spoke Mm-mm. and just chopped it up, but it was just like, yo, this nigga moves so like militant, like he's like yeah. got his shit on in it on point. I always love, wanted to know like love, like 
where did you get your move from? Like, how? Who taught you how to move like that? Like, I've been valuable a long time, bro. Like, I ain't gonna lie. It ain't. I gotta move that way. And I didn't pay enough lawyer fees to feel like, okay, let's just pay for this shit. Right. But back then, that was just mandatory. I was I was living like that, right. and I was still I wasn't on this type of time like the all the way. It was just starting to happen, but no, nah, niggas still had shit going on, and. At the same time, niggas was just trying to show niggas the experience because we could afford to. Right. Like, you know, my av- my average travel back then, South Bad Days, 5K. <laughs> what, six, seven, eight rooms, right? Mm. All on the same floor. Like, But this was learning from my other scenario. So learning how to move, learning how to block off a whole floor of the hotel. I'm not even staying here if I can't get the whole half of the hotel. What was something that made you figure, like, I have to do this. Like this is an experience that I have to share. You know what I because mean? Because I got the experience, and when I but and I we've been doing this a long time. Like I, I always want to reiterate that I was I created smoking trucks because of quarters and torrents. Because before that, I didn't even I respected everybody around me, but I never respected somebody enough to respect what they want to do on my time. Right. Cause I'm the nigga getting paid to go to these shows and all of that, but I had people around me that I respected enough that we got enough money that we had a smoking truck. So now I don't like to smoke around. Like I only like I don't like to be around smoke. So there was a non-smoking car that I was in, and then them they had another truck. So when it like, it, but it was always about accommodating my niggas because I could afford to. And I never felt like I never was no big eye nigga. Like I wanted everybody. We go to the club. Everybody got the same bottle. It was never no. I get a say and you don't drink. Like, no, if we just getting how many niggas is it? All right, cool. We getting six Ducees because that's going to take care of however many niggas, bitches, niggas got with niggas. Like, we was just thinking like that. And I've always been a wee nigga. I, I peeped that, too. <clears throat> I want to say the first time I met you, I forgot what the hell. It was actually Chanel True's um, listening party. I was busting your ass in pool. Yeah, you remember that? Pool, yeah. yeah, you remember that? <laughs> I don't know if you bust my ass, but because it's well, your platform. I'm gonna say this. Won. I'm gonna say this. I, 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 I couldn't nobody get me off the pool table. We, yeah. we played a couple times, and you kept the drinks coming. Like you kept making sure everybody was set that night. Like, and this is my first time meeting you, Biko. You want a drink? I'm like, oh, no, sure. But you made sure everybody that was around you was straight. You always been a hundred. I come from a service family. Like my family was like, like. Park district coordinators and shit like that, like service type of people. So hosting is like, I know what's up when I come outside. I know I'm buying drinks. So because I know that, I choose when I want to come outside. If I don't feel like spending a thousand dollars, I'm not coming outside. Mm. Tell quarters all the time. Do I feel like spending a thousand dollars on this? Because I know I'm gonna show love. We gonna pop a couple bottles if it's somebody's birthday, somebody release party, something. We gonna do something. And this is, it costs a G to come outside. Yeah. For how I want to move. Not saying that I have niggas on my ass all day, none of that. How my comfortability, what preserves me to leave the house, minimum a G. Any mm-hmm. anytime. Anytime you see me with security, a driver, and my team, a G. Do you get like set up like do that satisfy you, make you feel good to know like I my niggas having fun, like I can they, they Mackie having the most fun in his life. Yes. Shout out Mackie. Yes. Y'all know that. I think that was a good setup question though. I appreciate it. But yes, that yes, we be in the house, bro. Like, but when I hear about him and he called me or whatever, he summer smashed this or that or that lyrical. Yes, I get a kick out of that shit, bro. Cause I did it. And I love that he could do it because he could have did a different route. He didn't have to listen to me. Mm-hmm. 
He could have been like, nah, nigga, cool, you cool, but I ain't cool. I'm go do me. Oh, and then Maggie outside having a ball. So me and Corda talk about it nine in the morning. I'd be having coffee. He'd be like, bro, little nigga was outside having a ball last night, wasn't he? He'd be like, yeah. What was <laughs> it? Like, that, yeah. So what, what's something like? What what was it that you saw in Mackey that you like that made you want to be like, I need he needs to be a part of this? Shit, he was finna die. Mm. On some real shit, nigga was finna die. I met him. He was already on some gang shit when I met him. Heavy and. And he got shot when he was supposed to be with me. And I'm a big purpose nigga. I'm a big why nigga. I'm a I'm a I'm that nigga. So he was supposed to be with me that night. <clears throat> I did, I chose not to go pick him up because I was tricking off, and he was out the way. He wasn't convenient to the trick off. And I went and made the move without him that we was going to go do together. And then I got a call for in the morning. And at the time he was like dead. So trying to get his mama and all this other shit. So that happened, and then. When he got out the hospital, he was in the hospital like 30 days or some shit. And then when he came home, I went to go see him. And then um, he was like really anemic. Like it was cold out. Mm-hmm. It was the wintertime and shit like that. He really couldn't move and shake like that. I'm like, we're going to go to the studio. And we turned on the heat on the honey. And he started rapping. We made a song, put that, put that out. Then turned around, did the video. And then I was going through some transitions where I was like ready to be done as an artist. And I thought he was cool. Like he had the numbers. He had the clout. He had what all the other drill rappers had at the time. But I also know what that means. I know what come with that. So it was more like called him one day and I was like hey you you love me right like I love you right he like yeah and I just told him to him like bro you don't need to rap that shit you ain't you ain't finna change your life with rapping you ain't nothing special about you you cool you just like everybody else but hey if you come on this side this business side I'm gonna show you something and he did I swear to god he just listened damn so when he gave me credit I like to give him credit for listening <clears throat> cause it ain't easy to listen like I know what ego is like That's to this real. minute So like when I know Nigga didn't have to listen So as much as he Give me the credit For guiding and leading And being a big brother And all of that I give him credit for listening mm. Probably never told you that Cause we text and shit That shit sound gay But I give you credit <laughs> <laughs> Hey no no no, That's some real shit yeah. To like yeah. you, Like like sure. To tell him a fucker right. Like yo Look I love you But you know, no, you that, know that, shit, that, that, that shit ain't That shit no, ain't gonna I work out for you him, Like that shit it ain't, it ain't special I never said he was whack Cause he had the numbers Right but and he opened up on tours like he had the alley oop of the century like I was still lit so at the time it was like I, I'm not doing a show if I had control like that I was thinking like that I'm not doing shows if I don't control the openness mm-hmm. so all my niggas was always on the shows that's how South by Southwest happened while I was 25 niggas out there because other niggas was performing too they just wasn't big on the flyer right but no nah, he was okay but he just wasn't finna change the world rapping so I'm like okay come over here so I got to ask you before we get into this break, you know, with you being thorough and, and, and open with Mackie, like, do you allow people to be thorough and open with you when it comes to conversations on what you may need to See, this work I, on? This is why I become dick riding, because I'm going to say future quarters again. When everybody be like, what do you do? Well, he ain't no title. Well, he do got a title, but people don't pay attention to it. But hmm. what do you do? What's his title? He do, he's vice president of the label. Gotcha. Vice president of D1CMG and vice president of New Regime Agency, which is our other company. But... He my he my ear. He get it all. He get the personal shit, the disgruntled shit. When people playing with me, when I want to respond, when I want to react, should I let it go? Before before therapy, there's quarters mm. for sure. And then there's therapy every week for sure. But he every day in the morning, and if we don't talk for that day, I'm we I'm kind of bothered, and I let him know that like what's going on. You acting weird. <laughs> you acting sure. weird to me. <laughs> hey. But but nah for real. And you know, and people those people should be highlighted because they make they keep this thing going. You mm-hmm. know, like they play they play a role. You can't quantitate, you can't put it on paper, you can't add you can't put it as a job description. Yep. Nigga just that. 
See, quarters to you is Jones to me. That man, sure. keep my mental right because you already yeah. know when we wear and so many versa, hats. But so. I know I dump on him. I know it's a 60 40. And mm-hmm. I know I give him 60 of me for sure. Like, I dump. I dump. You good? You cool? I bet. That's what I got. <laughs> for sure. That's just how it go. Might be 70 30. Hey, hey, come here real quick. Come here. Come here. Look, I know you got your phone. So do one thing for me real quick. Pull out your phone. Go to Illinois.co backslash radio and submit some music. Dang. What up, Chicago? It's your 290 Queen Breeze Pacific, and you're rocking out with Illinois Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You're tuned in to Illinois Radio. I'm your host, Biko, alongside Pretty Ride, Illinois Jones. And as always, you know, we bring y'all the illest guests from around the city and globe, and we got the homie Mogul yeah. in the building yeah. with us right yeah. now. Now, before the break, I was, well, we were speaking on, like, uh, your ear, like someone you, uh, mm-hmm. someone that'll help you get through things. And I heard you say therapy. Yeah. You know, uh, we. Sure. And I'm thinking about therapy as well. You know, um, you one should. thing one thing about therapy though that I've been learning from from those, which I'm gonna get into with you as well, is you have to have the right therapist. You know, I've been hearing that it's not a, a lot of right therapists or therapists of our color yeah. that can really help us do what we're dealing with. Yeah. So, how has therapy helped you? Well, I have a um, a black woman therapist. Her name is Dr. Kesia Evans. So I'm gonna shout her out. So, if anybody want to book with her, go fuck with her. She for she she dope. Um, but therapy is, it was that next level. You know, like, as much as I dump on quarters, I also understand he's a human and he can only take so much, too. And he got his own shit going on. So you don't want to overwhelm a nigga or exert a nigga. But even though he'll take it any day from me anyway. But still, um, therapist is just sometimes when you want to when you be, want to be conscious. Because mm-hmm. my people ain't perfect either, you know. So they're going to give me their perspective, their experience, you know. And there's also a chronological way to look at things. So that's what I use therapy for. Therapy helps me with how to handle business better, uh, how to forgive better, uh, how to uh, just really process things differently. I, it, like, I'm really look, you really look at the glasses half full. You really try to find the good in people before you find the bad. Like, me and Cuz was in the car early, and he was like, honk your horn. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm more patient than him. Mm. You know, but that's, <laughs> like, that, that comes from just, you know, therapy again. Like, just being more patient and just, like, I'm a leader. And mm-hmm. I really pride myself on being a leader. So that means I want to make sure that I have the bandwidth to take on everything that comes my way. You right. know, whether it's label shit, agency shit, compound shit, real estate shit, tech shit, kid shit, you know, spouse shit, whatever. You know, it's, it, I just want to make sure I'm operating at my highest frequency to be able to handle all this shit. Because I do believe I'm chosen for it. So mm-hmm. you want to be prepared and just be, you know, mentally strong for now, it. If you don't mind me asking, what was the moment? <laughs> That you felt like I need to go to therapy My last depression Which was like 2019 2019 What happened? Got into a dark spot just dark didn't feel like nobody loved me didn't feel like nobody appreciated me for all the shit I was doing for people just felt used from even like personal loved ones you know like just being a nigga that just provide for so many people uh, and I'll never forget man um, my birthday came man and um and I was feeling I never was on no suicidal shit by the way but I know I can like I take mental shit seriously I was never on that but I just definitely felt lonely <laughs> like lonely as fuck and I just remember watching Chicago PD it was my birthday and I didn't want to go out and I didn't want to party and the the minimum people like called me on that day and just said happy B-Day and Quarters pulled up on me he bought me some Prada Cologne that was the only gift I got that year you know but that nigga pulled up on me and, and, every, and everybody kind of knew 
because I wasn't moving like myself. Like, I got real distant, like, way more distant than I get on the regular. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to do shit. I wasn't on shit. And you you learn in them times, like, who really, like, for you. And I learned at that time that a lot of people was just dependent on me and that people just, as long as they could drain from me, it was cool. So that really changed my whole approach about how many people can access me. I started creating filters. I started putting Mackie in front of a lot of shit, like all the little nigga shit that people be trying to play. Don't even, I don't even hear it no more. Mm-hmm. Like, and then my, then me and Corey was like on some daily shit because I knew just people. I knew I had good people, but it was just like I be moving so fast. So when I finally slowed down, it's just like I do this shit called um, like I just dump, like you just dump everything, like. And you decide what you want to pick up when you decide to pick it up. Like whether it was music or you know uh, uh, a building that I was in the process of buying, I might have not did shit with it for two weeks. Let me go ahead and stand on that. Like you know, it was them type of things that I had to pick up and be like, all right, I know what's for me and what's not. Shout out therapy. Yeah, Look, shout yeah. out there. I'm a, I'm definitely gonna talk to you off air because sure, uh, I'm I'm interested in making that transition and and you know getting a good therapist to keep my mind elevated and yeah. right. And this shit weird, man. You know, it's social media. It's perceptions. It's it's the <sighs> illusions. The Jones. It's just all of that. Man. You know, it's the the. It's just the, it's a lot. You know, it's overwhelming right now because again, I'm saying that from a person who in their mid 30s, like early 30s. Like I just I came up in the 90s. I saw the 2000s. I remember when the world was supposed to end. I remember 20. I remember. Okay. But you know, I remember 9-11 Like I, we just seen a lot. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes you don't really sit back and be like, "Yo, all this shit is noise." You know, go get like go get. We go hibernate. That's what another another um, term me and bro use. Like we just get we just go. I just came back on Instagram today, literally to promote our group project and like just um it was something else. I got, I got on there for something promote the interview mm-hmm. like cause I remember you was you know we was doing the behind the scenes shit I'm like man I ain't even been on Instagram in two months but I knew I had to like come promote the project and do other shit but I've been perfectly fine not with Instagram like, so, so you feel so I mean from hearing you say that so social media is pretty much something you don't really tackle unless you need to it hurts my business a lot because I don't mm-hmm. but I'm also a nigga that was outside before the internet same so mm-hmm. like it's hard I, I don't rely on this you can't argue with me about the internet. It's the quickest way to get cut the fuck off with me is argue about some shit that a nigga created longer than I've, shorter than I've been alive. This ain't history. We ain't talking about some African-American back in the 80s shit. You talking about some shit that a nigga made while I've been out here moving and shaking? No, man, we not arguing about that shit. Because if that shit didn't exist, what would your argument be with, be with me today mm-hmm. about? So it's like, it's certain shit I can, I literally survive well. Twitter is different because it's a little bit different crowd. It's immature. Most niggas, it's, it's immature. I, I see all the porn and all that goofy shit that they be doing, but I'm just saying, like, I'll find the same information I want to find out if something happened to somebody or something like that, or if the, the government did some wild shit, I can survive. NBA, NBA got Twitter. Mm-hmm. The shit I want to see, sports, the shit got, I'm cool. I can live there and be fine. I don't have a Facebook, I don't have a Snapchat, I don't got TikTok, I don't got none of that shit. But it do hurt the business because I have a following, and if I did push that more, it would help us more, but I don't, it ain't worth that. It ain't worth me being involved in some shit that I don't fuck with. And it ain't worth, you know, you fucking going into a mental depression over neither. I nothing on the internet. Nothing that bothers me, though. That's not it. I just got real life shit. Like, mm-hmm. trauma and everything that everybody else in this room got. We just don't identify with it the same. But yeah. trauma and niggas getting shot and niggas dying and me and bro was just talking about how insensitive we is to death. Niggas was dying like every week. Like six months straight, we was just like, yeah, you heard about that? Yeah, you heard about that? Gone. Move on to the next conversation. So when it got to that point, it was like, all right, let me let me disconnect. Because half of these niggas I wouldn't know about if I wasn't on the internet, and I found out months later. So mm-hmm. let's just do that because I'm cool. My focus is so, it got to just be on the right shit because I know I'm going to change so much shit. So I can't even distract myself. And if it's something worth hearing, I put up enough shit in the world around me 
Well, I'm gonna, it's going if I need to know about it, I'm gonna know about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, hell, your team heavy in the building. Shout out to the D1 CMG <laughs> crew, man. Team, man. Shout out to my people, man. I mean, since we that's the transition into uh, D1 CMG because, like, you to see the team in the building heavy right now, man. It it it, it brings a good feeling for me. Like, I just want to say I'm proud of all of y'all because the work you, man. we proud of y'all it, too. It is showing. Um, and then how we was just off air speaking about how you, you said you finally got that front office handled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, let's talk about the front office and the administration of D1CMG real quick. Absolutely, man. Um, shout out to uh, Future Quarters. That's the vice president of the label. That's just my voice. when I'm, He everything. If I ain't me, and he ain't me. And I ain't him. Um, Brianna, she's the head of communications and marketing. So um, leading rollouts, her first um, role with leading rollouts was like Kingpin Roo Project, the Undiscovered Hitmaker, where we collaborated with some third parties. But other than that, um, and then you got Mackie, Who's the head of A&R He the one outside He the one When it is rollout time He with you at all your interviews He at your events with you He's coordinating your video shoots He's keeping us in peace Getting money from us Hey Zell me this Hey Cash at me this Hey we gotta pay this on this date He you know He more hands on When it's time for that You know And then you know Myself I just serve as the head Of D1CMG You know we sign artists We produce artists We develop artists We create artists We we do whatever it takes, you know. We're a production company, you know. We're in partnership with Empire Distribution. Um, that's more of a just distribution, you know. We got direct access to put out our music through their platform. I do my publishing with them now, um, so Damn. that's what people see as GTD as the publishing company that we doing. That we just got serious about publishing. We had to go do a lot of backlog and publishing because we wasn't really taking publishing series as a record label, to be honest. Um, so now we are, and. Um, it's just a system, you know. It's, it's it's nothing different. It's it's not your tune chords. It's not your distro kids. You know, there's people that we have to talk to, but we also understand the situation we're in. So I'm not an artist mm-hmm. with D1. With, uh, with, uh, no no artist is signed to Empire. So you know, if they put out music, you're not going to see Empire with that artist because they're not signed to the artist. They signed to the production company that signed to that artist, um, to that label. So mm-hmm. um, you know, so. Um, it's just a, it's a situation. It was something that we needed mm-hmm. because we did TuneCore and made money on TuneCore and all of that. We wanted to kind of play in the big leagues, right. you know, and we wanted to be a part of something. And they, you have to do an evaluation, by the way. You don't just get on Empire because you can go to a brunch in L.A. and hear about it. You know, it's more about they do an evaluation. They see your website. They see your numbers. They see your streams. They see your analytics. They see your impressions. And then um, they see how long you've been standing. They know. They see all the data. And then... You know, if you qualify, then they, you set up a situation, you know. So it's like a new thing that they're doing. You know, I expect more to do it in the future, you know. And, you know, we we get very little, you know, support from them financially, to be honest. Like, I'm not going to say and say, like, they just do a bunch of money at us. Like, so is it more like uh, a partnership <coughs> with, like, the, I'm guessing, the streams? like Just the back yeah, office. Like so we get people. We get team members. We get marketing team members. We get people that's on Empire, that, that's on the admin side to help us, you know. But, again, we also share label as uh, King Von uh, you know, Possumus, uh, we deal with um, Jim Jones, Fat Joe. It's a lot of people. Dolph, it's a lot of people at Empire, you know. So, it is. Um, and it's a good place to be. It's a good system to learn in, especially for us, because again, we don't come with no experience. All the experience has been through learning it in real time. So, you know, to even just be on certain emails and know about certain structures, the way they're doing things, it makes me want to run our company a little different too. Mm. Uh, we had the artist King Penru up here speaking on that exact uh, collaboration that y'all got with uh, Empire. That's and he up. he was excited. He told us about it because y'all had a show that, that same day last year at, at Promontory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like his birthday. So. Yeah, he was like, he got overwasted. Um, mm-hmm. what, what was the feeling like for you to uh, get that deal 
Um, so this was one of them things I was kind of like, they was talking about it in the background for a few weeks. Um, just me and Alex and people from Eric. It's a bunch of people that played a part in it. And, um, and I just, I ain't never been and asked anybody off air. Like, I ain't never been a nigga that's, we about to do this. We gonna do this. Like, no, nah, like, if I say some shit, the shit done already. Paperwork already signed. Cause I only like pump faking with nobody like that. Mm-hmm. Only person that really knew we was in early conversations was quarters. And, um, and then the attorneys got involved and it was simple. Cause, you know, again, they ain't give me no money. So what the fuck? Percentages and just help me set up some publishing and learn some shit I really don't learn. Um, it was cool. So, um, I started kind of firing up the group chat. We had a label group chat. We get, we have a label group chat. And I just kind of started sending them little snippets like, y'all ready? Just because I knew what was already going to happen. We was in due diligence at the time, so it wasn't nothing but to come out of that shit clean. And, um, yeah, that was basically it. I really wasn't excited because I just know how much work go behind it. You know, like, it wasn't simple. And then we was in the process of trying to get Brianna at the same time and, like, really bring something more to the structure of the label so it was just like it was just a lot of different angles worked at the same time and when I came out that night the shit had happened really it wasn't even supposed to be announced that night cause I don't like that either like we wasn't ready to announce it but Rue was drunk it was cool I think people would've just <laughs> forgot about it the next day you gotta go with the started. flow you gotta go with the flow you yeah. feel what I'm saying hey hell so yeah, so he just did you know it was cool though What's good? It's your homie Everyday J. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Groove Nuke, and me and my guy Everyday J is teaming up to bring you guys ill sounds for you. From the up and coming artists to your favorite artists. Only thing better than this? See his Granny Sunday's dinner. She'll even be listening to this. So before the Sunday dinner kicks off, tune in to ill sounds every Sunday from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. on the most valuable online radio station. Only on Illinois Radio. What up, what up? This is Doma T. Pongo from MTV News, but most importantly from Chicago. So I I had to tap in with my family at Illinois Radio. Shout out Pretty Riot, Illinois Jones, and my man Biko. Y'all know what y'all listening to. I actually want to jump back into, into D1CMG because it was a few artists that uh, put me in tune with D1CMG as well, such as Jazz. Yeah. I remember you all had Jazz under, I mean, I don't know if she's still currently under that, but are, are you all still working with each other? That's sis. That's my little sis. You know, we don't have any contractual relationships or nothing like that, but if she, if she knows she ever need me, she can call me. We talked. Sunday, last Sunday. Yeah, she's super fucking talented. Yeah, man. What, but go ahead. Jazz is special, you know. What put you in tune with Jazz? I actually knew Jazz cousin before I knew Jazz, but Jazz was a shorty. She was just around, and she she had a pen. She always had a pen, but she didn't want to be an artist. She wanted to be a songwriter. So a few years ago, maybe. 2017, 2018, 2016, something like that. She um she just wanted to be a writer. And I was like, no, you could be an artist. And then um, when she came back around, she was just a little bit more mature, a little older. She was like, yo, I want to be an artist. I want to do some things. And then, yeah, um, I had gained interest, and I wanted to do something different than rappers. So I was like, all right, let's do that. And then um, it just got, you know, business just got in the way. Now, uh, another artist, we actually brought this artist through by the name of Apollo So Godly. We brought him through like three years ago. Yeah. It was a while ago, but um, I'm all about getting both sides of the spectrum. Uh, um, you know, he says some things in which I'm going to play. I'm going to play a part of the clip. Uh, it's part one of the clip, and I just want to hear your thoughts about things. I fell apart. I've been knowing Mogo since. That was, we had a mutual friend that I went to high school with who went to jail for shooting somebody in the head. Uh, okay. All right. I, I'm sorry, but I'm just gonna be real. <laughs> he brought okay. us together. He sh- he brought us together. I've been knowing him since I've been knowing Mogul since probably like 2014. I was never signed though. We just had a relationship. And then last year, you know, what I'm saying I actually decided to sign with him. And then like the videos came out 
but it was just like the relationship started going falling apart when I started seeing like it just didn't seem it's like you have the resources but you don't know how to use them so that was uh, that took place like I said some years ago uh, I mean what are your, your thoughts about you know Apollo so godly's opinion uh, shout out to young boy man um, Apollo has since you know called me and reconciled he a little homie you know the person he's speaking to though you know um, we have to clarify that's my real little brother he's speaking about my little brother doing a 15 year beer right now um, on an aggravated and um, aggravated attempt and uh my my little brother never brings me music. We come from a different background. We street niggas. So like, when my little brother brought me something, um, that's different. You know, it's like we don't talk about music. We got other shit going on. So mm-hmm. he was like, "Yo, you need to check this little nigga out." And I'm like, "You don't bring me music, nigga." What you mean? And um, then he went to jail. Um, and then he got convicted in a three four five and uh and um. And um, he told me to check out the little nigga. And Apollo was working at Olive Garden at the time, and I was like, um, I, I was me and Slitter was just getting busy. Like we was just really getting busy. And um, you know, Apollo had one song at the time. It was called Dear Shorty. It was a SoundCloud song, and it was actually like over a Bryson Tiller beat or some shit like that. And um, you know, I met with him. He didn't have no projects out. He didn't have none of that shit out. Even when we did um, freaking undergrad and all of that, like that was his first offering as an artist. He was still learning himself when I found him. He sounded like Drake. Um, and, um, you know, we did all of those records. We did that album. And I, I put him with Law Beats that I met through Torrance Lamont. Torrance Lamont introduced me to Law Beats. And then Law Beats, me and him locked in. And we did some, he did all my albums and shit. And I put him with Apollo. And then they created the project. And I came through and I just signed off on the project. I was fine with the body of work, like, because that was his sound. It wasn't my sound. So, and then we put out, you know, he had a budget. We put out the whole project, you know. And it was just, it was just, you know, things. It wasn't nothing. For me, like again, the reason why I let him go at the time it was character. You know, I was a grown man when I signed him. I wasn't a little nigga, so all this attitude and all these little bougie ways wasn't gonna work with a nigga like me who invested in you. I'm spending money on you. You working at Olive Garden in Chipotle, you know? Like, and that's the part that people don't see. People see the finished product when I put it out with freaking Diamond Visuals. But he working with Zay at the time, like Diamond Visuals shot freaking undergrad. You know, when we shot undergrad, we took over a school. With Chanel True, you know, yeah, that's, that was that's, one of that, my favorite joints. They got they got TV placement, mm-hmm. you know, like, and this is a little nigga from Park Forest. We talking about, and his parents, like, you know, he cool, he a young nigga, but he was another nigga I cuffed. And don't get me wrong, I'm not speaking ill of him, but when I made the decisions that I made, they was based off a president of what been said. You know, like, and I'm one of the people I count my losses early. I ain't finna just keep spending money, dumping money and time and rate relationships, energy. When you even that comment to say, I don't know how to use them. No, nigga, I'm just not call. I don't make outgoing calls. I get incoming calls. Give me a reason for me to make a call because I'm already spending money. I'm already giving you your looks. I'm doing. We doing what we supposed to do, and we're a production company. At the by the way, I'm spending my money. That's what this interview can be about, about my money. Like, this is my money. This ain't no loan. I don't got one open loan running my social. Mm. This shit is off my money. The money that I could be feeding to my kids, the money that I could be putting into my people. So if I decide to believe in a nigga that I didn't birth, you owe me respect at all times. You should never be able to speak on me on a platform ill when I believed in you when nobody else did. I don't care who came after me, who decided to believe in you after I created it. I ain't make nobody. I ain't God, but I, I but I but I do put my time, energy, and relationships into people, 
And a lot of the times I don't get a return on that. And it's okay because I do it from a pure heart. If you go on to be great or you go on to be not great, either way, I gave I gave with great heart. I gave with great intention. I leave with love. So, like, for me, I don't got no bad blood about nothing, but let's just be honest because niggas never hear from this side. They always hear from the artist side, you know. At, 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 at being who you are and um, knowing that, you know, certain artists, like you say, you know, do something to make me call. You know what I mean? Do you think mm-hmm. not being able to communicate that to you or y'all having to actually sit down to discuss certain I'm, things? I'm, a, I'm an adult, bro. I over-communicate. Right. I told people today, I told Mackie to his face, you suck, bro. Like, that shit cool, but let's go get some money. I don't have, I have harsh conversations. I know how to terminate. I know how to hire. I know how to have harsh, I know how to make harsh decisions. I don't have those issues. I can have a conversation with anybody and not feel a way about you. I don't got to talk down about you. I don't got to say nothing negative about you. I can just have a conversation with you. Even if we disagree, we can agree to disagree. You know, so for me, I'm always meeting, but the problem is nobody's mature enough to meet me there yet. You know, people want to run to their friends and these platforms and all of that. Now call me. The same way I allow you to call me, call me when it ain't right. Or when you feel it ain't right, we can make it right. And shit ain't, ain't, you ain't stole no money from me. You ain't killed nobody I love. Everything, and I didn't, never mind. I, Either way, we can make it right. Stop playing. Or like we, we people got to learn how to grow up and communicate. Go ahead, bro. No, I was gonna say, and that's why I, I brought things up because, like I said, at the end of the day, as There's a journalist, you can bring up, we can bring up all this shit, bro. As a, as a journalist, it's all about getting everybody's yeah. side of the story, and, and we, we we didn't get a chance to catch up with you till what three, four years later because it ain't nothing to talk about, bro. Because at the end of the day, when I put out the statement, I'm the, I keep the same energy, you know. So like when I sign you, and it's a big re- announcement. When I decide to part ways with you mm-hmm. under certain conditions and terms, it's the same. It's not to bash you. It's to let you know just because I'm not going to see you out. I'm not going to see you out of the club. I'm not going to see you out of the bar. I'm not going to be at every party. So let me just let y'all know, hey, it's no bad blood with young boy, with young boy but I'm just going to decide to go in a different direction because we don't meet in the mer- in an area that I feel strongly about, which is integrity and character and respect. Mm-hmm. Fuck the money. I'm a, I done spent hundreds and thousands of dollars, man. That shit is not, it's about can we meet at a mutual and respectful place? And when we can't, I just cut my losses early. He has no problems releasing music or none of that. Nobody ever seen no issues with that, right? Like, right. no, everybody's clean. I let you go. But when you go, you got to go. You know, so like, it's nothing wrong, though. You know, and I, and I don't blame him for being, he's, again, he's served with the block and we've talked. We've had communication. He's a very direct young man when he want to be. He called me. We had a conversation. He apologized. It's cool. We in great space, but that don't negate what you said. Right. Did you Did you see that interview previous to, before you like I see all you? this shit, man? Okay. <laughs> I mm. see everything, man. That's the problem. I see everything, and I just don't respond. Mm. So, I ain't, ain't ain't shit. I don't see. I sneak. If I don't see it, Mackie, give it to me. Damn. And if, I like, and I personally be like, and I just get in to talk to him, get on Facetime with him for five minutes, get over it, talk to quarters, get over it, and I just choose not to respond just because I got to decide what I want to put my energy into is, is something serious about the 72 hour rule if I care about it three days later address it if it ain't then it's over Wait, say, say that one more time for everybody about that 72 hour rule it's a 72 hour rule some shit bother you chill on the first day you can talk about it with your niggas but just don't be reacting it's the second day see if you steal something third day if it's something address that shit if it ain't fuck it and 99% of the time it be fuck it because I'm a retired street nigga when I mean that I don't say it in a proud way I say it in you ain't harmed nobody I love and you ain't stole from me so everything else is pointless I'm not cause I don't know how to half react I don't know how to just punch you so it's like I'm, I'm on, I don't know how to just make my little niggas jump you like I'm, I'm too old for that 
and because it ain't worth you dying about, what the fuck we talking about? What's something that people get a misunderstanding of mogul? Like, what's that, the mis- that you can play with me because I don't respond? Stop fucking playing with me. That's it. Just stop playing. Like, I'm grown, and everybody know what's going on with me. And I don't say that in no popular way, but just because the nigga didn't grew up and I'm at home and I'm chilling, stop acting like I wouldn't put, like, I ain't been on the news for this shit. Like, I ain't been, like, I didn't, come on, man, I didn't document it. It's news articles about this shit. Like, stop playing just because I choose to be a, a mature adult and trying to, uh, I'm trying to absorb this corporate shit and really, like, you know, change my mentality. But stop playing with me. That's it. I, that's all I, that's all that irritate me. Man. I'm so happy. They heard that. Cool. Yeah. Everything cool. Everything is cool. It's no bad. No, no. I'm just saying, like, as far as like um, the perception of people, you know, most people, you, yeah. You're like, what, what's the misunderstanding that people might not people know about? No, you, you know, what's the misunderstanding that I'm, that I'm really cool and that we can get some money? I'm not just this standoff mean nigga. Like, no, I just don't play. I'm just not here for the play. Like, I'm too grown to be playing. That's it. I'm cool. We get. We can. If you. If we are like-minded people, we can do something. Can I say that honestly? The more I'm developing and progressing in life, that I'm less interested to partner. Yes, because now I'm at a place where I don't really need partners. I could just privately invest, or you know, just do some cool shit one off. But like long-term commitments, I'm kind of locked in. Unless it's like somebody that can really offer me millions, like right. multi-millions. But if we just gonna keep operating at this cool little million mark where you know net and all of that goofy shit like then I just keep it like this I don't really need to be talking to more niggas cause I, I'm more valued than niggas than niggas bring me value so I'd rather just keep eating with my same team I could trust and we could just keep this shit cool and if this is what it gotta be this is what it gotta be but I would love to do more and, and don't get it twisted cause off air you t- you spoke on how you a big collaborator like you I like wanna collaborate yeah. I wish people would call me I'd be having dope ideas I'd be doing I've been doing concerts by myself forever I got some cool little throwback Thursday so, shit that I just got. It was like a ticket that I had Tink, Ty Money, which is now known as Fat, Fat Money, Money, Shamika, um, and myself on a show that I produced at fucking Club Encore or something. Hard. Like I've been, I do shows like out of fun just because I love to provide an opportunity. Yeah, I did a D one CMG tour too. We did shows. Yeah. We did two, we did D one CMG live one and two. Like, well, I host a show. Like the first one, I was an artist at the time, so I headlined it. But then we bring all the artists to open up before me, so you only seeing me and mine. Right. You know what I'm saying? You ain't seeing other niggas. You just seeing I'm providing the stage for me and mine. We gonna get the door money and be cool. I did that twice, mm-hmm. but then I do other shows where like I just produce shit and do shit. I did a tour, new uh, the new um the nights like this tour. It got fucked up because of COVID and this one promoter nigga. But other than that, like I had 100 flex, OG Stevo, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, little blessing. Um, it was two moment. It was two more people. I remember that? Yeah. But then was the three headliners. But we had four shows set up, and but we, we was coming on the back end of COVID before this new variant shit. And we was we got the first show in Gary, and it went great. We had some small issues at the end with the promoter. But again, we had three more shows lined up, and then COVID and these buildings started tweaking again. Right. So, but I like to do shit like that. I want to do more. I want to do more collaborations because the more you collaborate, the less I take on. Right. You know, like sometimes I could just throw some money at. Sometimes I could be an influence. Sometimes I could just come put my name on it. Like whatever we could do. So what? Would it take for you to actually collaborate with another brand outlet or offer artist? Me something, offer me something, cause let me know what I'm getting out of it. Because we know what I can bring. I can do everything on the deal. So let me know what I don't have to do on the deal. And if you add value there, that's one less thing I can worry about. Cool. Right. 
Hey, to all the artists out there, if you want your music in rotation, all you gotta do is go to illinois.co. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-C-E dot C-O. You go to the website, bam. And then you go to contact, bam. And then you go to radio submissions, bam. And you fill out the form, and that's thing you know, you in rotation. What up, Chicago? It's your 290 Queen Breeze Pacific, and you rocking out with Illinois Radio. Yo, what's good? It's the one and only Illinois Jones. <laughs> and right now, you're tuned in to the dopest thing to hit the streets since crack cocaine. We still hey, got I'm having fun with y'all. We, we still got mogul ass up here, man. Only if we can air the off air conversation. That's the real interview. Yeah, oh, man. shit. shit. Oh, wait. I'm going man. back to the house. Y'all so, got something I can binge watch? So, so, so what's. What? Who are the artists signed mm. to the label? That's a key word. Uh, signed at the moment, as of today. Yeah. Um, Lil Gizmo, Kingpin, Rue. That's it. On paper, it's people who still around who like they gang and they family, but right. ain't no current paperwork. And you said signed. Right. Them the first. Them the two who signed at the moment. On paper, on current paperwork that deserve our attention. What do you look for when you're signing an artist? Uh, something, something that just stick out, you know. Um, now I'm looking for are you coachable? Mm. Like, can I coach you? Can I? Cause if you think you know it all, why are you here? So that's my new thing. And passion. We were speaking off that right. a little bit off air, like passion. I want to love it. <clears throat> I'm at the place now where I've done enough things been a part of enough shit and it's like if it's gonna get me out the crib if it's gonna take me away from my kids if it's gonna take me away from my family uh, if it's gonna take me away from other things that make me money when I just put my time into it whether it's real estate tech whatever I just wanna care about it I wanna be I wanna I wanna like it I wanna not feel like I'm just you know just doing some shit to be doing some shit I'm, I'm past that phase of my life now it's like everything that made me move I just want to be passionate about it for sure and music it, is definitely one of those things is it an artist out that, that you feel like damn I missed that I, I could have had that little motherfucker cowboy um uh, cowboy who else cowboy just came to mind because just timing timing he was moving around he was the first artist I was gonna get some real money to too but didn't matter What's for us Is for us uh, You said didn't sign And couldn't get I mean that, 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 that That's that That's turned Like that song That you could've had Like I, mm-hmm. Damn I could've had That little motherfucker Him Could've did we, me, and, me and Gatto Was gonna do some business Um, Ain't too many people That deals didn't happen Right We pretty much Strike pretty high But um, Floss Mob Chase That was one I was looking at doing Recently that's what I was finna ask you Like who's some Current art like, right yeah, now nah, Like who you got your eyes on now right That you'll now. be like Or your ears that you heard much, ain't nothing, I, ain't, I was just talking about this Earlier with the team Like a little gizmo And I ain't trying to be, say that from a I'm just saying Every time I let somebody hear him They like oh damn He got it um, But as far as like Out there in the market um, Nah Ain't too much um, It don't even have to be Just in Chicago either No yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't just talking about Chicago But I would sign somebody here Before another state right now um, but um, <clears throat> it's some things that I would like to. I always question myself about going back and doing it again. Like yeah. I really thought about going to get everybody back that I parted ways with, like Apollo, Slitter Jazz, and all great. That, again, going willing to go back because it's all healthy relationships, and I think we all learned, you know, during the process of one another. 
I always flirt with that idea mm-hmm. But then you know as I just don't get around to it But other than that No Ain't nobody really right now That got my attention As being a label owner And being in Chicago Where they say You know We from a city of Crabs in a bucket What do you feel Is missing From Chicago's Music industry well, I was never in the bucket So I don't really give a fuck I mean, About the crabs in it Like But What's missing It ain't really nothing missing It's egos and it's people that really just can't figure out how to work together. Because, like, it's enough of us that have enough things going on that if we just, if everybody didn't have their own isolation shit going on, we could probably do something. Like, like I don't have to be a CEO at a company, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to be that. Right. I could be the head of operations. I don't care about being the CEO. You know, I really don't. Like, I just want to play whatever role I play in it to the best of my ability and at the highest volume. So I could be the head of A&R at, let's say there was a new label and you put all the execs together, the Mickey Halsteads, the, the Lenny Hookses, the, the Mercs, the Moguls, the Shamikas, the, you just put us all together, right? Like Shamika got Don't Do Coke. You got, mm-hmm. you know, you got all these companies, like cheap marketing and the promotions and you got, uh, you know, y'all, you know, like if we if we just did, like if everybody could really just be like, yo, this is what I'm great at. Fuck what I'm good at, because you could be good at ten things. But what are you great at? If you just owned in what everybody was great at, and everybody assumed a position at a universal company, meaning like a company that ain't just owned by one person, like if we could all be great employees for a minute, we could really get some shit going. But because we all entrepreneurs and CEOs of our own shits, and we got to be our versions of it, because we can't get into an employee or a contributor mindset. This is gonna be what it is. Let's be real. You do you feel like that'll ever happen? <clears throat> no, nah, because it's a humility level that everybody ain't got. Like I be the fucking promo team, the driver, the the expense person. The I just do a lot of roles, and I don't. Everybody can't. Even everybody on my team can't humble down and do certain shit. Everybody can hold condoms. Shit. Everybody can't hold right. condoms. Everybody can't hold like, condoms. Most people want to use them. But it's, hold them. But it's, but it's, it get deeper than that. Like, okay, how about this? I'll be a realest nigga in the room. Like, the same way I highlight Mackie, Mackie at one point, did, he did he took pictures. I don't know if y'all knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Y'all knew that? Mm-hmm. Mac don't shoot him, right? Like, he got an LLC and he do a lot of shit under it. Like, young nigga get busy, right? Mac ain't holding no camera today. Right? Call him and ask him to take a picture. He can be like, nigga, what? Right? But that's it. But... And I, I'm always with my little nigga, but it's an ego. Cause I will. If I knew how, I'd take a picture. Look, you see my camera right here behind me. <laughs> but that's just, and there's nothing wrong with that. Cause he's right. a hustler. I'm not mad at how my little brother operate. I just was the nigga that really carried the bags, and he did too. But he ain't gonna carry it today. He worked. His, he worked his way up. Yeah. No, cause when I'm around my big homie, if my little my big homie asked me to do something, now nah, I'm not saying he disrespect in any sense. I'm just saying like I'm willing to do that. My big homie could be like, "Yo, go get me a coffee," and I don't give a fuck how much money I make, how many people under me, all of that shit. I still go get him a coffee. I would too. You? I know you would, but I'm just using an example. <laughs> would you argue about it first? Yes. <laughs> Damn, why you didn't? Damn, bro, why you ain't call somebody up? <laughs> but me, funny. I'm just gonna do it. You know, so it's a humility level, and everybody got to get there at their own time. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't always this humility nigga. I wasn't always the humble nigga. Shit. I actually used to be the opposite. But it's because people brought it out of me, you know? So I just felt like at one point, niggas just wasn't respecting this shit. So I was just making them respect it, you know? Gotta do that. And though. that might have came with, you know, 
niggas feeling away or but whatever. And you, you, you honestly, you got it within this. You know, within a market way. Who else gonna pump you up though? Like who else is gonna be selfish for you? Who else is gonna be confident as you are about yourself? That's what I did learn. I was waiting on niggas to pat me on my back and tell me I was doing a great job until I stand on that shit. I am doing a great job, nigga, and you can't do a better job than me, nigga. Look, man. But who else gonna do that? Who else gonna sit in the mirror and really tell yourself that you that nigga? Maybe your lady every once in a while, when you do something for her, she'll tell you, but who else is gonna wake up every day and motivate you and remind you that you that nigga? No, I'm gonna remind myself. I'm gonna talk to myself and I'm gonna keep myself on 10. Now, now I, I gotta, I gotta transition, my brother. We huh, want to make sure you get home safely. Um, let's speak about the compound because safely the, for sure. the compound most definitely is is something that, to my knowledge is uh, it's new. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you all have been working on it for quite some time. Yeah. But um, break down what the compound is because I've been seeing a lot of artists yeah. take photos there and just a lot of people visit. So break down the compound. Uh, multi creative space. Um, studios, two studios, podcast room, a lounge with a pool table, um, and then we we host rent we rent out spaces to other people as well. Like just you know five hundred by five hundred rooms that you can have an office in a studio, a hair a barbershop, shit like that. Um, it's ten thousand square feet it's on the south side of Chicago, uh, and it's still there to this minute. We making some changes, you know, we through some organizational changes, but yeah, we there. Damn, so you you just said pool, barbershop, a barbershop, a barbershop space in there, some. Other studios that's not owned by us. We got two studios, an A and a B room. We got a podcast room. We got a photography room mm-hmm. with a green drop, red drop, black drop, and white drop. Uh, and we got a kitchen, full kitchen. We got a lobby. We got, yeah, front courtyard, private garage for certain people. You got a house. Yeah. Uh, 10,000 square feet. It's and crazy. you said it's, out, it's on the south side. Yeah. Right what what made you all choose that location? Kind of fell in my lap. My partner brought it to me. He was just like, yo, we should do this dope shit. And again, why people say I don't like collaborating. I don't own the compound by myself, and I never said I did. <laughs> I got one partner, though. We 50-50. Um, shout out Khalif. Um, but, yeah, we just got – he had the space. It was a layup. He was kind of just like – and the first time, I was like, nah, I wasn't ready because I knew we needed to spend some money. And then the second time, Quarters kind of played a role. He was like, bro, why won't we? We was down on 35th. An incident had happened. And we was like, why won't we go big and get this big-ass space? And I'm like, all right, we could just use this as an office space, use this space for the label, open up the studio, get some studio time going, shit like that, host listening parties. We do everything at the compound. How can people— Mackie take meetings at the compound all week, all type of shit, consultations, all type of shit. How can people, uh, you know, reach out, set up, um, you know, studio sessions or even reach out to rent rent out the space? You can reach out to Mackie. You can reach out to um, the compound 115 on Instagram. To my bio, but it's at the compound, T H E compound one one five. Um, somebody's always checking the DMs and um or just somebody around me, you know. It's it's very still like boutique ish for a reason. I just ain't blown it up just because the responsibility of just having a twenty four hour seven twenty four seven facility, you know, like and that's a studio. So it's security something, and shit. something can happen at three, four, five in the morning, that's on my name and I already had this happen to me. So like I'm real big on like people just walking their people outside and just because I just don't want to wake up to no more wild calls, man. Everything happens to me at night. <laughs> Nothing happens to me during the day for real. Like there's always some shit that I'm getting woke up for at ten between ten and five. So I just you know I want to get to a place where we staff it appropriately, mm-hmm. you know. But then I've spent summers paying people hourly rages to be there thirty hours a week, and I just wasting my money just because people just not really posting it on their Instagram. They not. You know, vacuuming. It just be little shit, man. It's just like it's a lot of responsibility to come with that big ass building. My light bill be people rent. <laughs> so, so like, you know, so I, it ain't like it ain't the most funnest shit. 
to own. It looked cool. It's cute, you know, but the responsibility of that motherfucker is huge. It's 10,000 square feet. My, my, my yard bill is $200 a week. Snow, 500 a week. Because you got to make it safe because you can, it's a liability. It's a commercial property. It's not a residential. So it's a, it's a whole different real estate game. I was in residential before, so getting into commercial was just a whole different thing. So when it's snow and everybody thinking about cuddling, I'm trying to make sure my motherfuckers finna get over there and get that snow. Because I, I can't have a slip and fall. Can't have shit like that and get sued. So, you know, it's a different level of responsibility. I want to hire a manager, somebody that's going to take it serious. And honestly, I hate to say it, but somebody that's willing to work off a little passion and a little bit less of pay. Because mm-hmm. it's a free studio you could be in all day and be, you know, making shit shake. But, like, I can't just be paying a nigga 80 hours a week to be there and just be chilling and smoke 80 hours every two weeks to just be there eight hours a day and ain't no money coming in that motherfucker. You know, so... It's, okay. it's a big building, man. But you know, it's it's always open for uh, uh what's they call them, open house and shit like that. Um, I think um, Mackie got some artists having a listening party soon. Um, so it's a cool it's our space, man. But it's for us. It's ours, you know. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I I get mad every month when I gotta pay these bills with my partner. And we be irritated <laughs> with one another. Be having do say side cars like fuck, man. We gotta pay fucking white bills. This ain't no sessions this week. Ain't no fucking what, man. But you know, but we still we, love having it, man. It's just a kind. You, I know it's all. Yeah, I know the laugh, man. We but, we but it's, it's, it's real to have it, man. It's just good oh, to have it, you know. So yeah, that should be a real thing. It's a real thing, and you know, a nigga gotta really drink after them in the conversation. Cause it's like cause I don't be and again I be there the least, the least. <laughs> so it's like I be hey, like fuck. You be like yes, yeah, that fuck. time of the month, y'all. So, so you know, but you I'm, be getting, like, I'm getting better get with break? it mentally. I'm getting better with it mentally. That shit never gets old though. So you know, it's a beautiful space. You know, it's, it's you know what I'm saying ten thousand square feet. Three and a half levels. Um, you know, we want to create, we want to build, we want people to come in and help us build this. You know, this 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 facility up as the compound. We want it to be all things creative. If you cut hair, if you paint, we got art on the wall from Rico the Great. We got all type of shit. You know, but we want to build, and that shit can't be done alone. So we go back to again, people being contributors. We don't have to own ten buildings. We could just own two buildings and do twenty things in that motherfucker. For sure. I want to know. Go ahead. Jinx, my nigga. I was just gonna say I was, I was gonna get into the investment because, like, you spending so much money. Yes. Like I will People get tired of spending money, but so I'm like, okay, well, what investment has brought you, you know, the most return or brings you the most return? Real estate and tech. Okay. And to the to keep it a, a gangster, like I ain't making no money on music. I'm not. I use real estate money and tech money to fund music. Because music is not worth the what I gotta go do to make the money. I gotta go be there, be present, club runs, all of this, and ain't nobody around me larger than me personality wise. Meaning, like I can go out and get it. I can pretty sure I get a club booking right now. <laughs> but it's like nobody around me can. It's not worth it. Even if my one of somebody get around us get a club booking right now, is it worth me coming out to get ten percent of that? Right, man. Get twenty fucking dollars to leave my house. I just told y'all what it cost me to come outside. So like, I rather just do tech because it's all honest people. It's all people with degrees. It's all people with common sense. You know things like that. Like it ain't really no ego. It's corporate politics, but it's a cool. You know, real estate. I can see it. So mm-hmm. I ain't really the Bitcoin guy and all of that. I can see my properties when I ride on all three of them. I see them. You know, and well, it's, I know I always know I could pull out of them if I have to. I can go get the equity out of all of them if I needed to. You know, so. But what, what 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 for you know we we you said a few times you're a retired street nigga yeah so what got a retired street nigga in a tech my watch 
it was a one of these, but it was a bust down version. I had a bust down particularly but I was in Vegas at the uh at the uh the Vidara Hotel. That's where I stay at when I'm out there. And um the rooftop of the hotel, I was taking some nineteen forty shots, uh, nineteen forty two shots. It was like when nineteen forty two first started being a thing for us and um and my watch, it was just doing what they do. It just hit and he the dude who sat next to me, um he was like, nice watch. And we just had a watch conversation. And um, his, he ended up being um, <clears throat> Matt Mahoney, the owner of Grubhub. Um, he owns Grubhub. He just sold Grubhub like two years ago. And he was, we was having some candid conversation. And he was just like, you know, er, Grubhub was like a big niggas use it to order their food. Right. You know, and uh, he had an office downtown Chicago, um, like right on Washington. And, um, and he was like, uh, when we get back to Chicago, you know, just come see me. I'm like, All right, whatever. I text him. He like, come to the office. And then that went from, I started to be a consultant because I just common sense and numbers. Like, why are you doing it that way? Black people don't do that. Just tell them things about the app. Like, no, we don't like that. That's dumb. And then he, it was so blunt and honest that he was like, yo, I got something for you. Like, you can get benefits, you can get health benefits, whatever. I pay you a salary, what the bam. And I was like, uh, and I remember when he, he gave me a salary and it didn't, it didn't add up to what I thought it was. I'm like, yeah, you got to give me some more money. And then he was just like, yo, you should go do you know, you, you seem to be so interested in tech. Like, you just got a different perspective. Like, you should go lead people in tech. And that's just where it started. Started with a relationship with him, and that turned into another relationship that I met somebody else at the golf course, and then met with them, and then it turned into, hey, come be this head of IT over here. And now I'm at head of IT for one of the largest financial web management firms in the U.S. Damn, my brother. All from the tick of the watch. From a watch. I nice watch. It cost me a lot. Because we wouldn't have had a conversation if it started with watches. I'd never make that up. It started with watches. I have a thing for watches. I got like five nice watches. Niggas and see me gift niggas Rolexes and shit like that. When I do that, that's... I love watches. So like I, I had mogul chains and D1C. I still got all them chains and everything. I just don't wear mine. Because you're going to wear a nice watch. I'm always wearing a nice watch. So then the conversation started off the watch. Where I got mine from, where he got it from. He was very, you know, his wasn't bust down. So I, that's when I stopped getting bust downs. He was kind of one of the reasons. Because it was just cleaner. And it just spoke more value, more, you know, wealth. It didn't say I I got money loud. You know, I, went, I was and I'm on the other side of that where I don't want to be that now. Like, I want to, I love what I do. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody knows I ain't no broke nigga. But <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I can, it ain't about that no more. Like, now it's about, I don't have nothing. I don't have nothing to flex on no more. We had our fun. I did the clubs. I didn't show my niggas the world. Right. I didn't show my niggas the world. We didn't have some great times. Am I lying? No. So, What's something that Mogul want to do that he hasn't done yet? Done yet? Um, that's something I want to do that I ain't done yet. It could be work wise, mm-hmm. hobby wise. Matter of fact, both hobby wise and. I want to take a month off. I want to take a month off. Um, that's something I really want to do, and then um, something I haven't done yet. Um, it's just some places that I had on my list to travel to abroad, mm-hmm. like a couple places I haven't been. Like I ain't been to Dubai. Um, I ain't been to um, Johannesburg. Some a couple places like that. I was watching a Chance interview earlier this week on Breakfast Club, and he was talking about um, Africa coming back from Africa, and that was like them some of my places. But with the Brittany Griner shit and all of this weird shit going on, just man, don't bring like, no weed. Just just leave the weed yeah, alone. But, just, but I'm a, but I got background. It's a lot of shit, so it's just like it ain't worth it. I'd rather just stay home. Right now So that was probably The only thing Probably travel mm. I do want to take Like 30 days off And not do nothing I do regular label Tech Agency Real estate Nothing But Any it's hard Any business to that. that you would love To get into or type Anything business wise That you would love to do That you just be like Damn I want to do it I just got a lot On my plate right now Restaurants So not really restaurants Like lounges okay. I want to do a lounge I want to do like a uh, 
just like a lounge, like a, a night, a nice spot, a happy hour spot, like from five to two. But I know what it took because my big brother owned a spot called Iceberg back in like the two, early 2000s. He brought Jagged Edge, R. Kelly to everybody. And I just knew what it took. And he was, again, he was the one that taught me all the music shit. And I realized how much he had to sit still to open that up. Like, because it's a big business you can steal in. It's a big business that just got a lot of activity in it, bartenders and in and out staff and low retention. So, I understand that in order to open like a club or a restaurant or something, or not club, but like a lounge, like a five to two spot, I would have to not be doing as much and have to be able to stay here and be there every day. But that's, that's, that's down. I'm a lifestyle person. I like investing in things that's part of my lifestyle. Right. I like to go get a good drink, you know. So if it's mine, I would love to go sit there. Like the studio, I own it so I can go be there. Property is my home. I own them so I can be there. So like, I like doing lifestyle shit. So anything will, I, I do, I am think I am my, my next investment is, um, Something that people should know about is a no cops. Y'all ever heard of that restaurant? Mm-mm. No cops. What, what kind of restaurant it's is? Like Man, a, we used to snatch people like, food when we buy like, food. Say no like, cops. Yeah, but so this is a black owned small franchise. They got two locations, but they got like loaded potatoes with like Philly chicken in them, in, okay. or like or like Philly steak and shit like that, or like uh, shrimp and steaks. But they a takeout restaurant. You can't really sit in. It's like a it's like JJ size, mm-hmm. but nigga food. Okay, they sell Kool Aid. You know, shit like that. So shout out to the two no cops locations. One is in um, damn. They on Flossmore, one location, and the other one is on Torrance. But they both in the burbs, so it's a franchise I'm buying into. I'm finna open up one of those. That's gonna be my first shot. And the crazy Stop. part is, fucked up how university is, but my little cousin in the room, Maddie, his big brother, um, was one of my, he's my cousin, you know. Um, and um, long story short, street background, all of that, whatever, but his brother ended up coming out of jail and going to La Cordon Bleu and becoming a chef. You know, yeah. and he was, that was always one of our plans. So we had another cousin that passed in our neighborhood called Merle, and, I, and his big brother Cooney got some a spot called Merle's Kitchen. He just really do like catering and shit like that. But Mush, um, God bless, rest in peace, cuz, um, he, um, he went to La Cordon Bleu and became a chef, and that was our plan. Like the plan was for me to fund it put them up and we was going to do a restaurant but I wanted to do a franchise something that we didn't have to build from the ground up that we can kind of just get all the recipes mm-hmm. and just add our sauce onto it right. that was our plan you know and you know he met his demise huh, less than two years ago but you sticking to the plan you we know? sticking to the plan for sure and this is the reason why again when people talk about the seas I saw it's my little cousin he, he, he gotta be with me he part of the rider now he part of the play like he part of travel so but that's like again the relationship that me and his big brother had like he was he put me on in the streets, like when it came to like I can say it because he passed now, but he was my plug. He gave me my first ever shit on consignment, you know. Like and niggas ain't doing that, <laughs> but he did that, you know. And um, and we we just we we just like that, like we like that, like uh, it's a few of us. It's like six or seven of us in our family. We like that, so I just feel indebted, you know, to because I know he was with me anyway. Like he used to travel with me. His big brother used to travel with me. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was kind of like an inherited. It's like he got to do it anyway. He loved to do it. And I love having my real family with me and the people that keep me whole, you know, but it's, it was kind of mandatory. So we got a cob on the way. Yeah, for sure. Cool. 23, 23. 2023, what, uh, what, what, um, where? It's going to be on Lincoln Highway. Chicago Heights. It's going to be in my neighborhood. Man. Hey, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I ask, Grand opening, can I ask for a favor? Yeah, pull up. What up? Can we broadcast live? I would love grand that. Opening. Grand opening. I would love that, bro. Grand opening. We broadcasting live from I no cost. Spring 23. I don't really say things too early that people don't need to know, but I already got my letter of intent. Everything cool. It's franchise feed, so you're just getting the space. Y'all actually, you know the spot I'm getting, but it's the um, Ashland Lincoln Highway. 
next to the gas station. And that's not too far station. from the expressway. It don't sound no, like it's like two miles off the expressway. Mm-hmm. But it's like our strip. Like so, all we got out there is like big boys and Nickies and shit like that. But this is like a whole different cuisine. It's like nigga food. Like I said, it's cool. It's Kool Aid. It's steaks. You could get a steak at one in the morning at my spot. You could leave Jimmy to strip club, come down the street and get a steak. It's gonna be mad. Smart. I just man. gotta figure out who's gonna work in that motherfucker. Cause his brother was really a big part of the play. I don't, I'm good at standing up businesses and walking away. I'm bad when I gotta stay in them because I really want to go do other shit. Damn. Well, Cobb is on the way. No cops on the way. No cops. No cops on the way. We're going to be broadcasting live out that thing. And, Mogul, man, I appreciate you taking our time. Most definitely. And I appreciate you reaching out, bro, because you reached out to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to say it in no way besides the humbleness that you haven't been over at the other platform. Can I own up? I can say that out. This shit, right? You've been over there, Bocolo, and doing the thing. Everything (laughs) that you're doing over there, you know, paperwork, B. I know you own this one. I know you don't own that (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. It's coming though, right? We on that. Uh, we gonna, we I gonna, plead we, the fifth. We're going to acquire that motherfucker one day. We're going to speak that in the universe. But I'm just saying, no, but I appreciate you reaching out, bro, because I know we all, we all be moving and shaking, and you really just reached out like, yo, I want to have you on the show, and that meant a lot because, you know, I just, I appreciate anybody that considers me, you know, because I'm just, a, you don't have, it's a million shits going on in the world right now. You ain't got to think about Mogul. So I appreciate that. Uh, bro, it's, it's been long overdue. It's overdue. You been rescheduling this shit? Yeah, I done wrote <laughs> you down on my to-do inter- interview list back That's in like love, twi- 2018. That's love. For real, you for real. made it happen, though. Yeah, yeah. great conversation on and off, yeah. And yeah, real talk. So yeah. many of your artists been through here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Man, shout out the whole team, yeah. man. And shout out, you know, the future endeavors to come, man. Um, I, I wish, I hope everybody's in great spirits that everybody doing, everybody I ain't talked to. I've talked to almost everybody, though. So, you know, I do be, I, I be at fault sometimes. I get little. I get, I get, can't get further than Mac. I get bad sometimes. I just need to be going away and get my shit right because shit's a lot on the nigga. So it ain't, it ain't nothing wrong. Ain't never nothing wrong. Just let me keep it together. Well, I do got to tell you, let people know where they can find you. Oh, before that too, Yo, shout out D1CMG. Shout out D1CMG. Damn, that a whole squad was definitely in the building. Shout out D1CMG. Heavy. Man. Shout out Quarter. Shout out Mackie. Shout out Brianna. Shout out fucking Kingpin, Root Giz, Monina, Khalil, Torrance, Lamont. Yeah, I think that's everybody. Yeah, and now give Shout out. out Sam. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> we got some stories about. It. But let people know where they can follow you, how they can get in tune with all things, my brother. Absolutely, you can follow me at Mogul Says on Twitter. That's the only thing I don't turn off. Like Twitter, be there even if I don't touch it for a couple of days. Follow me on Instagram at I am Mogul. Probably be there another week, and I'll be back mm. off of that platform. And then um, um, go to d1cmg.com. You know, for all things label related. Uh, and then yeah just follow me let's connect you know let's just talk look y'all get in tune big big salute to mogul D1CMG D1CMG uh, no cobs is on the way y'all keep y'all eye out for that uh, of course y'all can always follow us at Illinois that's uh, I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E and you can follow Illinois Radio yes, give me sir. a follow at official Beko. that's official B as in boy E-K-O-E download that Illinois app and most importantly man just continue to listen support yeah support uh, support this beautiful platform look, bro. donate like I, like I said earlier during the conversation when we first started Mogul literally show major love donated we don't get a lot of that so. and they ain't had me on here because I donated either don't think that facts <laughs> they, it was facts. a genuine recap <laughs> that was some low key shit I ain't never even text him and tell him I was donating I'm like he gonna catch the email yeah, or not. either way it don't matter <laughs> we, get, we get the big it was like <laughs> okay <laughs> yup 
Baby, I gotta go to work. <laughs> <laughs> but hell yeah, shout out to uh, D1CMG Mogul Jones. What y'all? Hey yo, I'm all on life. You feel me? It's Saturday. Feel good. It feel great. Chicago, y'all can follow or whoever's listening right now. Y'all can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Illinois Jones 88. I don't like y'all that much to get on my Facebook and Snapchat. <laughs> but if you want to hear my voice, all y'all gotta do is click the bell on the YouTube and subscribe to that thing. You hear me? Download that Illinois app. Whether you got a Android or iPhone or if you got one of them Barack Obama phones too they upgraded those so you can rock out real heavy you feel me if you ain't got one of those use your baby mama baby daddy phone yeah. it's all love though Chicago it feel good I got on my short shorts Yo, hoochie daddy shorts hey hey we ain't gonna call them that but we gonna call them short shorts uh, who wears short shorts Jones wears short shorts we out here I'm out here ladies you feel me got my legs out tonight yeah. So Chicago, you know what I mean? I need y'all to do me a few favors because I'm trying to catch something. You hear me? You hear me? He ain't trying to hold them condoms tonight. Hey, I'm, I'm not holding them. Tonight. I'm using them. You feel me? Oh, man. But I need y'all to do me a few favors, man. Party hard. Mm-hmm. Party safe. And if you can't do both, stay, stay your ass in the house. For those that don't know who I am, I am Biko. It's your girl, Pretty Riot. Illinois I just want to thank you for tuning in to Illinois Radio every Saturday from 4pm to 6pm make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe on YouTube search Illinois Radio head over to your Spotify your Apple Podcasts all of those streaming networks where you can stream podcasts and search Illinois Radio we right there hit that subscribe button hit that like button hit that follow button and uh, stay in tune with us you have it we own it big peas. That's all, folks. What's going on, everybody? It's Groove Nuke with Illinois. And if you'd like to further support the Illinois media team and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways we can use your help. You can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can buy merchandise so you can lend us help a hand by donating a one-time or monthly contribution. To donate, visit illinois.co slash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E dot C-O backslash donate. We thank you for supporting what we do because without you, there is no us.